This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And what is on your mind today? I am just back from a trip to the West Coast, a really nice trip. It was the first time to spend the holiday with family in person in three years. And that was really excellent. Also managed to miss some really bad weather here, really unspring-like, though, frankly, it wasn't a lot better over there. Uh, But we didn't get an unexpected April snow, I don't know, storm, sprinkling, whatever you think of it. Uh, The news just keeps on spinning. Uh, Whether you're here or there, the news out of Ukraine is terrible. The good news is it doesn't look like the Russians are heading towards any kind of decisive victory. It is incredible how the brave Ukrainians are holding out, especially the last stand there in Mariupol. Uh, It's just horrific to watch, and we see evidence of war crimes being uncovered every day. Um, It's terrible. It is just terrible. And There's uh, some news on that front. It has to do with sport. And Wimbledon, which is one of the main tennis grand slams, announced that players from Russia and Belarus will not be allowed to compete because of the war. So there are are people on both sides of that. The Uh, The governing body, the Association of Tennis Professionals, does not support that decision. Well, I guess it'll cost them money or something. Uh, And uh, people are very divided. Likewise, they're also divided on the issue of whether Russian musicians and artists should be banned. Now, some of them, like uh, Anna Trebko, the great soprano, uh, was barred from the Met. She is connected to Putin, also the conductor, Valery Gergiev. But people are divided. What do you think? Should players in tennis be barred because they are Russian? They are, as a sports writer pointed out there, private contractors. I, I wouldn't exactly put it that way. They are multimillionaires. A lot of them don't live in Russia. And we don't know how much family they have in Russia and how safe it would be to speak out against it. But one thing 
if a Russian were to win Wimbledon, it would be a great honor for Putin and his regime. And he's been always used sports and tries to make himself out to be a great sportsman. So I would like to know your thoughts on that. Does it make sense? Is it a good idea to bar Russian athletes from events like Wimbledon or from uh, the Met in New York City if they're musicians or singers or whatever they are? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. We also learned yesterday that uh, 61 Canadians have been sanctioned by Russia and are unable to go there. You know, I have a hunch that it wasn't at the top of anybody's travel list at this point. And some of the people, like the mayor, John Tory, and Doug Ford, the premier, they're taking it as a kind of badge of honor. I'm, I'm wondering if it'll help their popularity ratings. What do you think of that? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And yesterday, uh, Jane Brown, our guest host, did a segment on real estate and some of the rules for real estate are changing. So right now in these uh, crazy multiple bidding situations, people have no idea how much the people uh, before them, alongside them, are bidding on a house. So they might unwittingly jump the bid by many, many thousands of dollars. So that can be open, but it is the choice of the sellers. And I'm asking, well, if you're selling and you just want to get as much money as possible, why would you do that? Why would you chance, uh, you know, getting somebody jumping a bid by 5000 instead of 60000 I mean, some of the numbers we've seen on this are truly, uh, I don't even know the right word for it, out of sight. Anyway, I would like to know your thoughts on that. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And let's go to Don in Toronto. Hello, Don. Hey, how are you? Fine. How are you? So, I'm okay. So this kind of goes to the insane, uh, what's happening with sellers and buyers right now and real estate. I need to just say this, and I hope people agree, there is an insane amount of condo building that's being approved in the next few years. Really? Do you not think we need to go back to the 70s a bit and do some proper city planning and make affordable apartments and clean apartments, balance it out between the condos and, you know, and and apartments? It's obscene. People can't even afford this. Did you hear about that story? One man... Three beds in one room, four fifty a pop. Oh yes, that was on Blog To. That was the whole uh, thing is obscene. The whole thing here, this town is turned in for the uber rich, and this is what there's no there's no middle ground. The lower ground are so low. I'm here. I'm like I'm a teenager of the seventies. I remember driving with my family, calm, quiet. This is not that town, and that's okay. 
But don't you think somewhere along the line, one of our politicians could actually sit down and go, let's talk about city planning? Well, you know, Not it's interesting money, but what is good for the people in their city? Well, they all they all claim to be talking about it. Yeah, they're talking. Libby, please. And and uh, uh, you know, uh, with some of the new rules, which many people find wanting, it's just going to be easier for the developers to do what they want. Because right now, uh, right now under the new politicians are giving them the carte blanche to do what they want. Of course, they're going to do what they want. Uh, they've already been doing what they want. Also, we have learned that. Uh, something like a third of homeowners own a very large percentage of the real estate. So it's people who own multiple properties. Also, this was very interesting, and I wonder if people notice this. So uh, Pierre Polyevre, who's the uh, front runner in the conservative race, he's been going on about... Uh, He's going to make housing affordable. He's blaming municipal governments, among other governments. I don't know how he's going to make uh, it more affordable. But one of the things that people have said is uh, people who buy property so they can rent it out and make money. And guess what? A lot of politicians do that, including both Pierre Poilievre and his wife. And uh, he was kind of stumbling when he was asked about that yesterday. But, um, you know, he said, oh, well, we're renting it out affordably. But, you know, what, what, what's what, affordably, what's affordably like for nothing? Well, it's, it's, it's come on. And, you know, they're not doing anything illegal by doing this, by buying real estate and renting it out. And the majority don't have the money. Young couples, majority, young kids, like they don't even have the money to go into a basement apartment. Well, a yeah, you're absolutely apartment. right. You are right. It is. I mean, the, the numbers are really eye popping and the majority has to speak and the majority is doesn't have that kind of wealth behind them. They just, I, 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 they just don't. I listen. I listen to your radio show. I listen. I re- I mean, they don't. They don't. Don, thanks very much for your call. Uh, and the numbers to call 416 360 0740, toll free 1 866 740 4740. And the absolute unaffordability of housing has become a huge issue as we are heading into several elections. In addition to the absolute unaffordability of it, everything else, we saw an inflation rate huge, 6.7%. Wow, everything is going way up. And especially, perhaps, if you are an older person on a fixed income, that is very hard to deal with. It's hard for everyone because even if you're still working, your salary is not catching up with that. It is very unlikely. So what do you think? And what do you think of all these politicians? They're, they're all promising that they've got the solution. They're going to fix the price of housing. Personally, I don't believe it. I do not believe there is anything there. There might be something that, you know, puts a tiny, tiny damper on it, but they're not going to fix the price of housing. Uh, it's because it's run by the market. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 
7.40. Let's go to Natalie in Mississauga. Hi, Natalie. Hello, Libby. Good afternoon. So I kind of heard in the beginning of the program, you asked our opinion if we would, uh, should we allow, I forget what, what categories or groups of Russian people to come in. Uh, just to, no, this is, I asked about whether uh, Russian tennis stars should be allowed to play in Wimbledon. They've just been barred or, or uh, Russian sopranos like uh, Anna Trebko, she's been barred from the Met, but she is connected to Putin. Is, do you think that's right? Okay, okay, I misunderstood. But no, I think for um, the safety of those folks, if, if they're from Russia, is that, um, does that make any sense? They, they may not be treated very, very friendly or very safely. So for their own safety, maybe they shouldn't. Does that make any sense? Uh, well, uh, that's uh, uh, I've, uh, I've never looked at it that way. But do you think it's the right thing to do? Um, it may not be, but not everybody's looking at anyone that associates with Russia in a kind way these days. They're very scared. That's true. That's true. Um, and if they win big prizes in whatever field, that reflects really well on Russia. It makes Putin proud. Yes, yes. So that's not helping, I think. Yeah, people will not be that happy. That's my opinion. Okay. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. Have a great great show. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. All righty. Uh, we are going to take a break. Before we go to break, let me give you the numbers. And uh, let me ask again. We are talking about the war. We're talking about whether Russian athletes should be allowed to participate in sport. I think they've been barred from uh, a big soccer thing, uh, the World Cup, whatever it is. I'm, I have to look it up. And they have now been barred from Wimbledon. Wimbledon is run by the All in England Tennis Club. It's a private club. Their board of directors decided to do that. The governing bodies of tennis are not in agreement. What do you think? Is that a good thing to do to bar Russian players and uh, Belarusian players from a big tournament in the end? If they win, and uh, number two in the world, Daniil Medvedev is Russian, uh, they reflect really well. It, it'll make Putin proud. So is this a good thing to do? Is it another thing to isolate him? And uh, do you have an opinion on the sanctions that we have seen against 61 Canadians, including our mayor and our premier? And does that make you think better of them. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll free 1-866-740-4740. And we've also been talking about housing and condos and all the politicians are jumping on the bandwagon and saying they have the solution. And do you believe that they have the solution or is it just talk to get votes? Uh, we will be tackling all of that on the other side of the break. And again, the numbers 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And we will be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight Back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome back to this Free For All Friday. Of course, it's the day that we talk about what you want to talk about. And before we get to the phones, I want to throw one more thing out there. We have learned the sad news this morning that Guy Lafleur has died. He was an icon of hockey and a lovely man. And he died of lung cancer. And I actually spoke to him a few months ago, off the record, as they say. And he was very upset. His cancer had returned. I think he knew he'd still had some hope then, but uh, I think he knew that um, the prognosis was not good. Um, he was a lovely guy and an icon. As I said, I grew up in Montreal in the heyday of the Habs, the Montreal Canadien. And do you have memories of Guy Lafleur? What do you think? Uh, I think that, uh, you know, the prime minister this time, I think actually was very pithy in his remarks when he remembered Guy Lafleur and saying that everybody now feels a little er older because he is gone. Anyway, let us get right to the phones. Let's go to Murray and Malton. Hello, Murray. Hello, B. How are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Thanks. I'd just like to remind people that this Russian war, uh, we're not fighting the Russian people. Right? The Ukrainians are fighting the, the people of Russia. They're fighting the government and its soldiers. So if somebody goes into an event and they're carrying the flag, no, they shouldn't. But if they're going in independent, uh, they're just a normal person, then they should be allowed to go in. Hmm. It's interesting. You know, Putin's popularity is apparently up. Uh, you know, it's hard in a totalitarian country to gauge those things. Uh, of course, he has control of most of the means of communication, but uh, Russians that uh, are believing him, according to the information we have on that, which I would agree is is not entirely, uh, I don't know, is not yeah. entirely accurate, maybe, but uh, yeah. they they're on side. But I, I talked to a young Russian fella, and uh, he's been uh, picked a little bit because he's Russian or whatever. But his dad tells him that uh, Putin is only trying to get back the Soviet Union. He wants the Union to be reunited. And that's wrong in the first place, but that's what his goal is. Well, so yeah. war is far from over. Yeah, exactly. And he's killing a lot of innocent people and committing war crimes. Uh, we see the evidence of it every day. Alleged well, we did war when crimes. He was in Afghanistan, too. Right? Exactly. And Chechnya. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing is with China and uh, Taiwan going at it and Russia uh, threatening uh, Japan again, right? This is, the whole thing is going to blow up and. I just hope uh, the United Nations is ready for uh, like three different wars. 
Well, I don't know about the United Nations. They don't seem to be ready for very much. Maybe no, NATO. they're armchair warriors right now. Well, they're, right. They're doing the same thing we're doing, sitting back and going, well, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? And that, that's wrong. They should be in there, really, I think. Okay. Murray, thanks for your call. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks. Let us go to, now, I'm not sure I've got your name right. Florid? Uh, Floreed. Good morning. Floreed. Oh, Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Sorry about your name. No, it's all right. Um, Good afternoon. First of all, I want to extend my uh, heartfelt sympathies to the fans, uh, family and friends of Guy Lefleur. Um, I remember him uh, growing, uh, as growing up, and I'm sorry to hear of his passing. So I just thought I'd mention that first off to the family and friends. Thank you. Um, also, I wanted to comment specifically on this this issue with Russia's um, Russian players, I have nothing against them that they you know they compete and so on. However, the, being that they represent Russia in a political sense, with all the atrocities that are going on in Russia as a result of Russia, it's like uh, it is very similar awarding a country for their. Uh, achievement when they are causing such uh, misery and uh, atrocities in a foreign in another country. Um, I don't support that, and I, I do support the fact that they're they're being uh, restricted on participating. Uh, um, uh, I don't want to say the word banned, but restricted. I think it's a little bit more. Uh-huh. Well, they're banned from Wim- Wimbledon. Uh, yeah, they're yeah. not banned I, I from other and tournaments. I agree with that. I, I, I support that decision because you, as a Russian athlete, I understand you've, that's a personal achievement for you, but on a political arena, it, and even to the world, you are awarding uh, them that represent Russia, who in turn uh, will award the, the Russian president uh, of his achievement and give him uh, praise. And, and with all the atrocities and, and deaths that have been surrounding as a result of his decisions, I, I agree that they banned them for oh. that issue. Oh. Uh, my second point, um, I, I, when he put our politicians on a, uh, a no-fly zone and banned uh, to uh, come to Russia, well, quite frankly, I found that a bit humorous because they can go on Google and they can search all the politicians and ban them all. Okay. <laughs> so, but other than that, um, I wanted to express those two main views. And as for the, 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 the rent, unfortunately, with the housing costs, it, it's a very difficult situation because, you know, of, um, and not, not, no one's really taking action because at the end, it's a private matter and, uh, the, the politicians can do something. But this thing that I heard this morning about four, uh, $400 renting a, uh, of, 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 of a, a bed in one room, that's, that's unbelievable. Um, there are people that will take advantage of that, but um, and that's my point of view on for that. I just want to keep it uh, short and sweet. I wish you a wonderful day, everybody, and have a good day. Okay, thank you very much. Bye bye. Okay, people, um, be patient. Uh, I will get to your calls. I promise. The number is four one six three six zero zero seven forty. Toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty and. We're talking about whether it's the right thing to do to ban Russian athletes from competition. There's just a decision by Wimbledon, which is uh, private. It's the site of the Grand Slam, but it's the All England Tennis Association. They're banning tennis players from uh, from Russia and from 
Belarus, uh, because Belarus, well, it's uh, in the pocket of Russia, run by another dictator. So what do you think of that? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Rick in Wasega Beach. Hi, Rick. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Go ahead. Um, I'm uh, against banning the uh, players, tennis players, from participating. Uh, I think one has to remember that they do have family in Russia, and for a a player to speak out against uh, the Putin regime is putting into jeopardy their own family. So at what point do you stop this... uh, uh, You've got Alex Ovechkin who will be playing in the playoffs. Do you say, Alex Ovechkin, you can't play in the Stanley Cup because you might win, and that would promote Putin? And further to that, I question whether or not there will ever be anything done to Putin. I mean, nothing was ever done to Putin when he went into Crimea. We talk about war crimes going on right now uh, against Putin. But we're not going into Ukraine to help Ukraine physically. We may be supplying ammunition, weaponry, but we're not going in to fight them. So after this war is supposedly over and Putin takes part of the Ukraine, are we going to then go into Russia to get Putin out? How are you going to hold them accountable? Well, that's a very good question. That is a very good question. And will he get away with it? Well, that remains to be seen, I guess. So get far, the answer is yes. Get away from it in, as far as world's opinion. But in, in regards to what actually happens to him, nothing. I don't think anything will ever happen to him. Well, if, if it becomes extremely obvious that he has lost the war, he might lose, have to lose his job. But that is also the experts say that is very unlikely as well. So yes, you're right. You are right. It, it, at this moment, it looks unlikely that anything will happen to him. I would agree with that. Sad. It is. It's very sad. It's very sad. Uh, and they are creeping ever closer to NATO uh, country. If if he ends up uh, hitting any kind of NATO target, well, then we'll have to see what happens. Again, uh, Biden said, well, we'll see how much of a transgression there is. I mean, it reminds me of a schoolyard fight where, where you say, well, you cross this line and we'll see what happens. Oh, you crossed it. Okay, well, you cross this line and we're going to see what happens. Oh, you crossed it. Okay, well, now I'm really, really serious here. You crossed this line. Boy, are we ever going to be upset. Yeah, um, I hear you. I hear you, Rick. And uh, But I think they are serious about that, But and I hope it doesn't come to it. But, um, yeah, uh, I think people watching this just feel very sad and frustrated. Rick, thank you very much for your call. Thank you. We've got a first-time caller here. It is Rosa in Brampton. Welcome, Rosa. Hi, Libby. It's Rose, actually. Rose, um, and uh, Libby, I'd just like to say I love your show, and um, 
I listen to it as often as I can. That's almost daily. Oh, thank and, you. And I think you, you bring up so many important topics that we can talk about. And first of all, I would like to say I support the ban on um, athletes or anyone bringing accolades to Putin. Um, the the old Ukrainian grandmothers and grandfathers that are being killed in, in Ukraine, you know, they would like a chance to have a life. These athletes, they'll have another life at some other point in time. But right now, we need to put as much pressure on Putin to bring an end to the atrocities to the people in Ukraine. That's one thing I'd like to say. And the other thing I'd like to say, Libby, is we haven't heard anything from the Russian Orthodox Church about what Putin is doing in Ukraine. And I'm wondering if you could use that as a topic one day or make make a, you know, have a question out wait, there. Wait, to the- Rose, we have heard the Russian oh. Orthodox Church is supporting Putin. Oh, well, then. But maybe- there are other branches of the Orthodox Church. Not so much. I just read this morning that the Serbian Orthodox Church uh, has come out against it. And obviously, Ukrainians are also of the Orthodox faith. Uh, and I don't know what their patriarch is doing, but that was a huge point of contention and criticism that the Russian Orthodox patriarch... Um, pro-Putin and uh, seem to be in favor of the regime. And I see Jeremy nodding his head. Jeremy might know more about this than I do. Um, Yeah, and thank you, Libby, for that clarification. Then I think we need to have that out there so that people can hear that part of the church in Russia, or the whole church in Russia, is corrupt. And how can they hold their heads up to God and say that we are God-fearing people when they're killing people, and they support the killing of innocent people. And, so, and yeah. by the way, by the way, this week this weekend is Orthodox Easter. It's exactly. Uh, exactly. So it's my understanding, which is limited. And if there are any callers out there who are more up on what's going on in the Orthodox Church, please please call in. But my understanding is that it's causing a big kind of a rift in the various Orthodox communities. And they have a, a number of patriarchs, so not exactly like a pope, but they have... Like a bishop, yeah. Well, no, it's it's more oh. than a bishop. Okay. okay. I'm... Uh, uh, I'm I'm holding up numbers because I think Jeremy, who's in the no, he doesn't know, but I think there are probably four of them or something. Anyway, it's causing a rift, and uh, you know the the Orthodox Church in Russia and Putin are kind of in league, uh, and that is not sitting well around the world. And thank you very much for bringing that up, Rose. And and you know, Libby. So then, if it is calling causing a rift, so be it. Let people talk about what that means. And let us all unite to support Ukraine against Russia. Okay. That's all I need to say. Libby, thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for calling, Rose. Have a Rose. great weekend. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Okay. Let us go to Brian and Mimico. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. You know, uh, I think we should do our very best to, by any means possible to get the word out to the Russian people that these sanctions and everything else, they're not against you. We have nothing against the Russian people, but it's your leader 
the ex-KGB boss who seems to think he's a 21st century Joseph Stalin. The world is not going to put up with any more Stalins or Hitlers or Pol Pots or Mao Zedongs. You must stand up like men and get rid of this man. You are not sheep. That's the way you're acting now. Stand up, be a man, and get rid of this person. It's a sh just a crime that you allow this man to stay in power. Don't be sheep. Be man and get rid of them. And that's the simplest way you can put it to the Russian people because they're just being lied to and they're just buying all the lies. Because unfortunately, that's the way it's always been in Russia. These have always been led by emperors and kings and dictators and everything. Just like the Chinese have, they've always been led that way. And they don't know what it is to actually have leaders that you could say, no. We're not going to do this. You're doing the wrong thing. You're out of here. Okay, so well, please. they don't exactly have a democracy. Brian, thanks for your call. And uh, I stand corrected. I said I thought there might be uh, four Orthodox patriarchs. There are nine. Thank you, Jeremy, for that. There are nine Orthodox patriarchs, and I was just reading about how the war is creating a rift among them because the Russian church or the Russian patriarch is in league with Putin. They are allies. Okay, let me give the numbers out again. 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 uh, Let's go to Robert in Cambridge. Hi, Robert. Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? I'm still above ground. Okay, good. What's on your and, mind? Uh, I would like to point out, all through my schooling, and education, they said that uh, Hitler started out, he took one small country, then took another small country, and they stood back and didn't do anything until he started into France. And then the rest of the world joined in to help. But by then, it was too damn late, and they're doing the same thing with Putin. Putin is doing exactly the same thing as Russia. Take over a small country, then he's going to work his way up. Um, uh, it it would uh, it would certainly uh, look like uh, that. Maybe that's it. Yep. And I mean, he said that the breakup of the Soviet Union was the worst tragedy in history, and he would like to repeat that footprint, perhaps not quite with that ideology. Well, there you go. And uh, on on the real estate thing, uh, I put my house on sale last fall, and I was very amazed. The guy, the real estate guy, just brought through all these investors. He was telling me they're investors. They're investors. He didn't even ask or put it out online like, advertise it until he brought through all these investors. And did you sell it? No, I, I decided not to sell because uh, all I was getting was in 
basically people investing. If I'm going to sell, I want to sell to somebody that's going to live in it, not an investor that's going to take and rent it out for a high cost and make money off of it. Good for you. And I feel that everybody should, and the government should put a stop to investors doing that. If they're buying a house and not going to be living in it for a minimum of five years, then they should not be allowed to purchase or purchase at double the cost, paying the government half or equal cost to what they're paying the homeowner. I think a lot of people would think that's a bit harsh, but thanks for your call and good for you for not selling to an investor, Robert. Thank you. And, and the real estate brokers are the ones that are pushing this because they get higher prices that way. Well, yeah. Higher prices equals higher commissions. Robert, thank you very much for your call. We are going to take another break. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls and the numbers again, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We'll be back on the other side of the break. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer, a free-for-all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Here is Libby Snymer. Good afternoon and welcome to this Free For All Friday. Uh, this is... Uh, the back end of the show, and we still have plenty of time to take your calls. I'm going to get right to the phones. We've got Margaret in Kitchener. Hello, Margaret. Hello. How are you today? Fine. What's on your mind? I just have one statement to make, and it was made by John Paul Jones many, many years ago. And it goes like this. Give me liberty or give me death. I would rather be dead. And, and I've been through this. I'd rather be dead than not live under a dictatorship. So that's the way the Ukrainian people feel, and I'm entirely with them. And Vladimir Volinsky is my hero. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. He Applause, is, please. <laughs> he is uh, a hero to a lot of people and a surprising one and really galvanized uh, his country and the rest of the world, I might say, though a lot of people are saying that we in the West are not doing enough, though we are sending lots of material that is helping them hold out. So the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and on something completely different, Rob in Etobicoke. Hi, Rob. Yeah, how are you? Fine, yeah. how are you? Not bad. I I, uh, I used to phone in quite often, but during the COVID, I never phoned in because uh, I really had nothing to say about it. But anyway, we had all my four shots. But what I've noticed is I've been driving downtown because I've had to drive somebody recently at night downtown Toronto. And I've been all over it. 
And what I find, I'm surprised that we do not have a lot more traffic deaths in Toronto. And the reason is we've had bad weather, wet weather, nights, kind of drizzly, hazy. You can't see. The problem is this, that most of the people, I would say 80% of the people who are walking and crossing and crossing the street, jaywalking and whatnot, are all wearing dark clothes, no reflective clothing whatsoever. It's a strange thing to see a person totally in dark clothes, walking their dog with a light on the dog's collar, like you can probably see the dog. And it's a wonder that the city does not encourage some sort of reflective. And, you know, they, they think they have the right of way on the streets. Well, they don't. So at the end of the day, if they think, they end up might being dead right. The other thing that we see now is there's these motorized scooters. And they're just like scooters you stand on. And they go up to 35 to 40 kilometers an hour. And the people are driving them things like they're wild, like they think they're in an amusement park. And they cut through and in and out of the traffic. And it is very difficult. This is the main city of this country. This is the main city. Never mind Ottawa, Montreal, Vancouver. No, this is it. And what we've done to this city as far as traffic and people come from all over the world. If you're coming for any business in Canada, where do you come to? You come to Toronto. And we're, we're allowing this. This is ridiculous that the, the people, you know, foreigners come here and they'll look at these people walking across the street. They'll even walk across the sidewalk and they don't look to see. I always make physical contact, eye contact. That's with the a very driver, good no idea. And you, and you they forgot. Don't do that. Yeah, you forgot one thing. A lot of these people are, and I think there, there are campaigns to encourage people to wear something reflective. It's dark clothes, uh, at twilight and a lot of them have, uh, earbuds in and they're listening to music. That is right. And they're, so, so they are distracted uh, walkers and the, I don't understand, uh, why they are relying on a driver driving two tons of steel to be in charge of their safety, Rob? That's right. Exactly it. Because it is difficult in this city. There's so much traffic and you have so much to watch for. They've narrowed the streets down because they put the bicycle lanes in and then they put planters on top of that. There is a lot to look at for when you're out there driving. It's not fun anymore. No, you know? it's, and, it's certainly and, and, not fun. Thank you for your call. Absolutely. It is not fun. And a lot of times um, when you're driving, so there's a bike lane and then there's a lane for parking and you have to advance quite a ways into the road and maybe block the bike lane a bit so you can actually see if there's traffic going one way or another when there's no lights on those streets. So it is, it's, it's really tough. The, they don't make it easy, as they say. They do not make it easy. Let's hear from Paul in Woodstock. Hi, Paul. Debbie, glad yes. to see you back. Thank I, you. I just had a rebuttal for what the real estate people had to say yesterday after my comments. They claim that they're trying to get the best of their customers. If, if that's the case, maybe they should go to just a, a minute, Paul. Paul, Paul, hold on. Are, do you have your radio on or something? You've got like a very weird echo there. Here, I'll pull over. I'm driving a truck. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. 
<laughs> okay, are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay, that's a little better. Go ahead. Yes. They, after my call yesterday, they claimed that they're just trying to do the very best for their customer. If they were trying to do the very best for their customer, maybe they should go to a flat rate for selling a house. That way they, they wouldn't force the prices up. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. The, the commissions are now all over the place. And with, with, you know, it was one thing to take 5% when the price was really low. But um, when you have these homes and they sell in record time for hundreds of thousands over asking, you got to wonder. Yes, uh, I, their, their integrity is somewhat at question, I would say. Well, they're not doing anything illegal. No, they're not doing. But there's illegal and there's immoral, and I believe what, what they what they practice is immoral because they they say they want to generate interest by listing it low. It, I think that's probably the only industry where you can put a price on something and then expect to get more. Uh, well, it's like that with anything that's being auctioned. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay one, one last thing, Libby. Sure. I, I was wondering when you might be able to do a show on workers' compensation or WSIB. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll we'll keep that in mind. How's that? Pardon me. I said we'll keep it in mind. Thank you ever so much. Okay. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too, and have a nice weekend. Let's go to Ron and Guelph. Hi, Ron. Hello, Libby. Thanks for taking my call, and welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> okay, here's something that. I haven't heard discussed and I listen to the show every day is they keep saying, and there's all a lot of people, they say, Oh yes, we sympathize. We need more housing in Toronto. There's not enough. And yet when the TDSB has had, I think a couple of houses, the city of Toronto, and when some of these places that could be turned into a triplex or whatever, come up all of a sudden, all these other people turn into NIMBY. They say, Nope, not in my neighborhood. I don't want to have triplex in my neighborhood. Uh, you got anything to comment about that? Um, d- there are places where um, where you can't do that. That's right. Or you need to get a variance to do that. It's pretty easy to get a variance for anything, uh, I would say, in the city of Toronto. It probably takes time. But yeah, uh, there are people who view it that way. There are... Uh, fam- there are neighborhoods where it's all single-family homes. And uh-huh. I, I'm trying to think of what city it is where they changed the rules so that you can you can uh, make a duplex or a triplex without getting any kind of variance, but I forget which city it is. Well, you remember, I can't remember how many years ago this was where, I mean, you had to jump through hoops and there were so many illegal um, basement apartments and they were, um, they were a fire hazard and everything else. And I don't know whether what's changed or are they allowing more basement apartments to be out there or not? Uh, good question. I think there are more of them that are allowed, but they have to be inspected. I have to look at that because I don't want to say something that's wrong. I already had the wrong number of Orthodox patriarchs. That's enough for one show. <laughs> Well, I'm just, you know, it just bothers me when I, I mean, I read all three Toronto papers and it, it bothers me when some of the people that are the loudest and then all of a sudden that we need housing and all of a sudden when there's an opportunity to 
to build a place or convert a place, all of a sudden they decided not in my neighborhood. And, well, it depends I mean, what 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 part of that you're on. If you're the person looking for a place or you have a single family house that you're hoping will eventually sell for a huge amount of money and better if there are more like that in the neighborhood. So, yeah, you're right. Well, you know, I can understand if they're trying to convert. I mean, some of these single family homes in Toronto, I mean, I grew up in Toronto. I spent most of my life there. And some of these houses are, I mean, these are 2,400, 2,500. I mean, especially in some of the parts of Toronto, I mean, these things could be turned into um, small 600 square foot apartments that could be used by students or, you know, or a couple or something like that. And I just think they need more of these things. Well, they they have a number of these tiny houses and these tiny houses are selling for millions of dollars. I'm not sure uh, what the dimensions are that make it a tiny house, but they're tiny. They have these laneway homes that are being allowed now. And some of them are quite beautiful, but they're expensive. Yeah. Anyway, there's my Here's my comment for today. So, uh, Okay. Thank you for your call. Thanks. Okay. Doreen in Kingston, you want to talk about Ukraine? Um, well, yes, uh, Libby. I get my thoughts all in order, and then when my call is taken, I go gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, I went to the Kingston Credit Union yesterday and donated for the students um, who don't have any place to go and money and all that. And they weren't able to tell me if anybody was collecting items. Like I've got a, a microwave and a, a slow fryer. And I'm waiting to find out where, if anybody is collecting those items. Um, if, they, if they know of somebody, I ask them to call into your show and, and let you know, and then you can announce it. Uh, yeah, I don't... It- it doesn't really make a lot of sense to send a lot of these used items to Ukraine because the transportation is going to be pretty prohibitive. No, I mean that for the students here in Kingston, because they're saying once school is out, they don't know if they're going to be able to live in the dorms. Oh, right. On, on property, so they're going to... Well, you know, know you're better going off going to uh, the university. If you're talking about Queen's University, so uh, it, I'm well, sure... that's another part of my reason for my call. Have you noticed how customer service is really deleted <laughs> or uh, obsolete? On everything. Um, uh, yeah, you can't really get anybody on the phone for anything. Uh, I just got I, a, I don't know. I guess it was a student. Very um, muffled, very lazy, very uh, not understandable. And honestly, his answer was, I'm sorry, I don't know who to put you through to for that. I'm not responsible for knowing that. And I just was collaborate well i would try a student's union or something like that at the university where you want to help those students that would make the most sense to me but i hear you you know just before we got on air i had some queries and i was talking to a bot and (laughs) it's not very useful to talk to the bot because the bot only has certain things that they can help you with which is not what you're looking for. Anyway, Doreen, good luck with that. Thank you very yeah. much for your call. And that is all the time we have for Fight Back for today. And for this week, I will be back here on Monday and we will have a lot more to talk about. We'll talk then. Thank you. Have a great weekend, everyone.
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.